Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, so um, if the Texans want to go shopping in free agency, they've got money to do it finally. Um, they've got about $37 million in cap space right now. They've got to, they got to set some aside to pay the... Eight jillion draft picks they're going to add to the roster. That's a good problem to have. That's cheap labor, um, but they're going to want to they're going to want to go shopping to get some veteran guys too. Finally, um, Battle Red Blog Seth had a list of ways they could open up a little cap space, um, and it's mostly centered around doing something with Brandon Cooks and doing something with Laramie Tunsil. You can cut Justin Britt. Which I think is going to happen. Justin Brett. I remember him. He's still on the team. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that. He's, he's I, still Lovey a Texan. Promised, Lovey promised an explanation. We should, if we see Lovey like out in public, we should walk up and ask him. You if promised me an explanation. <laughs> yes. yes. You, I think Justin Britt. Look, uh, I always felt like with Justin Britt, there was something where you know, something about the way he talked. <laughs> that like when he didn't show up one day, I felt like okay. He's probably going through some stuff. Yes. Let's just leave him be. Yeah, yeah. You know when to just leave somebody be. And I feel like that was what Lovey was trying to build to or trying to trying to have you read between the lines. I just wish he hadn't promised a deeper explanation. Because I did, like a schmuck, I waited. I remembered I was doing some yard work listening to, I think the press conference was on during In the Loop. And I remember hearing Landry and Lopez talking about how there would be an explanation later in later in the day or uh, the next day about Sometime, yeah. why Justin Britt is just not on the t- not around anymore. Still yeah. waiting. Um, the the two big things that could open up a little more space: Brandon a Brandon Cooks trade actually could save them money on the cap. I know it's it's a bad contract right now because he's guaranteed so much money, and whoever trades for Brandon Cooks might ask the Texans to pay some of the salary. <laughs> Which would hopefully command a higher draft pick if you do trade him. But you can save as much as $8 bucks trading Brandon Cooks. So that's a good thing. Yeah, I wonder, um, that's the other big question, is what exactly does this offseason look like with Brandon Cooks? Brandon Cooks, he had yet another cryptic tweet after the Texans hired D'Amico Ryans. Um, which could have been interpreted either way. I check his, I'm going to check was. his account right now and yeah, see, if, he see what he's been, all that often, so it's he's easier been to, tweeting lately. He's, I remember thinking, like, okay, you could interpret that one way or the other, which is uh, in line with... He, he, tweeted, um, he tweeted the day that D'Amico got hired, he tweeted, yeah. God willing, with the bow and arrow emoji. Yeah, yeah so I don't know. So the bow and arrow, for anybody that isn't accustomed to Brandon Cook's tweets, that's, that's in reference to 
him. His, his Bible his, verse of choice. His favorite Bible verse, which includes something about an archer. His BVOC, right? yes. Yes. And um, so I don't know. That could mean God willing this all works out or God willing I'm going to get traded or God willing I I have no idea what it means. Can I read his next couple tweets uh, oh, a yeah, day or two later? Yeah. He's got a few more tweets yeah. here. Okay, this was 4 days ago. Okay. He tweeted, "I press on, forgetting what's behind and straining towards what's ahead." Oh, okay. bow and arrow emoji. <laughs> so what could that be? I don't know. I just like your bow and arrow emoji. Can we read the <laughs> next one? Description. Yes. Three, day, three days ago, the next day, don't change the channel, just watch. Bow and arrow emoji. <laughs> okay, so we have no clue. No clue. These promises of what's to come, but nobody knows whether it's a good thing, a bad thing. I, there's a multiple different scenarios with Brandon Cooks. One... Uh, maybe the Texans can't figure out a way to trade him. He's still unhappy and he's still here. Right. Two, Brandon Cooks gets wooed by uh, D'Amico Ryan's charms and he's back and he's all in, baby, until yeah. around the trade deadline this year. Um, or three, I guess maybe there's just um, – the third would be, hey, he plays awesome and they still trade him. And, you that, and you trade him at the deadline or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, would, would pro- that would probably be the best scenario. Yes. Because I think that he's old enough now that people are – Probably not going to want to give up a pricey ransom, some form right now. But a playoff team that needs a piece that lost one of their receivers, and with a Brandon Cooks who hopefully is would be you know producing at that point, that that might be the best long term solution. Bingo, bingo. Yeah. I, I'm I'm with you on that one. Um, Laramie Tunsil, uh, extending him. You can open up a bunch of. Say, he's got a thirty five million dollar cap. Thirty five million. Because they took a bunch of his money and pushed it, you know they 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 restructured his yeah. deal last year to open up cap space for what I don't know, but um, extending him, they would be able to spread some of his money out. And this save is um, the thing about what's happening in the NFL right now, which is I guess kind of cool. It's kind of frustrating, but also kind of cool. Is you see all these huge guaranteed numbers going to veteran players and deals, and then they get traded a year or two later, and you're like, what the hell? What a waste of money. I think teams are much more looking at it as just, oh, you know what? We paid for draft picks. And like Ultimately, it didn't work out, but we got a bunch of draft picks out of this guy that didn't want to be here, so that's what we did. Yeah. We paid uh, however much guaranteed money is for you know was, was added to Laramie Tunsil's deal. Yep. You take that hit, but you get a, a first and a third rounder out of it or something. And, um, you know, I think that's how – I think that's the Rams probably looked at Brandon Cooks because they would given Cooks a big deal before they traded him to the Texans. They were like, ah, we, we bought a second-round pick. What are you going to do? Yeah, we need him. $20 yeah. million for a second-round pick. Yeah. Come on in, Van Jefferson. You're our guy. I think there's a currency conversion that's just changed in favor of draft picks for cash. I definitely days. think the there is, yeah. 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 The NFL doesn't allow you to do straight-up – buying of picks the way the NBA does, but they it's getting closer to it. Brock Osweiler kind of broke the ceiling on that. That trade yeah. where they – I mean, that was kind of the – that was the trail that Brock Osweiler bla- uh, blazed by being they, so horrible as a quarterback here. Cleveland yeah. was willing to inherit all his guaranteed money as long as you staple a second-round pick to his forehead on the way I, out And I was still surprised that – I was surprised that they let that pick go through because it looked like so transparently that Cleveland was buying a pick. Yeah. But – you know, Cleveland put on a show of having Brock uh, be the be the starting quarterback during training camp. Joe Thomas proclaimed him the starter. Uh, yeah, Thomas. that was fun. <laughs> I've had great success in this league. 
um, yeah. playing football. Yeah, well, that's that mean that would be a good skill to be successful at. <laughs> I'm one of the best basketball players who ever right. been a professional football player. in this league playing Parcheesi. Um, I played basketball in Montana, which is uh, harder than you might think. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Actually, he was probably like, like how many people are his size in Montana? There's like oh, that's what I mean. yeah, I mean, he would claim it was harder, but it was like yeah, yeah, no, and it's not. Um, people, uh, Seth was making fun of my bougie ways in the previous segment where I equated Waffle House to Velvet Taco. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think of a lower, like a, like a budget place guys could go eat where it feels like, oh yeah, these guys like normal And I'm like, go to the place at $13 tacos, right? Exactly. (laughs) Um, text message to the trailer wheel and frame text page. Three five eight nine. You rich SOBs, go die. <laughs> go die, everybody. That's true. Straight is true. It's true. It's very true. Um, uh, the big story today. You're gonna, you're gonna be sponging off my social security. Sure, I will. I'll gladly die. That's right. That's yeah. <laughs> um, the big story today. If you're just getting in your car, you're just waking up because that's when I found out. I, I found out when I got to the studio today. Uh, Kevin Durant has been traded. Kevin Durant. Oh is, yeah, is is on another team now. He's a Phoenix Sun this morning. We shouldn't have. We got sidetracked by the Texans. I we guess did. we probably should have hit this more than just the six a.m. hour. Probably. When yeah. Most of our listeners at six a.m. are uh, guys guys going home from the C shift. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I, I think that it, look, Kevin Durant got traded. The Rockets own about um, one hundred and forty nine uh, picks from the. Brooklyn Nets over the next five years, yep. and uh, that it's good news, and it's something that honestly a lot of people. I'm not even going to claim credit for it because I don't. Th- I think I was just one of many that thought there's no way in hell that this works out with Durant, Harden, and Kyrie Irving. That right. it might work for a year or two, but at some point, like like two of those guys were already proven. Uh, d- World travelers. Um, Kyrie Irving was an actual malcontent. I don't think Durant was a malcontent as much as like, okay, with any adversity or whatsoever, he's going to get up out of there and try yes. to find himself another assemblage of superstars. Yes, that was um, born at that, out. At that point, James Harden looked like the guy who was the most marrying type amongst yeah, them. He's the glue you know, guy. he had he had stuck it. I don't want to say stuck it out. He had been with the Rockets forever. He had redone his deal a couple times ahead of schedule. You know, and it it looked like. That was the one where you could say, all right, for whatever reason, it was just time for Harden to leave. And then, within, and then he ends up being the first one to jump ship. So, yeah, um, this is potentially good news for the Rockets as hopefully the, the Nets are a mess without any of those big three. I guess the one downside would be they did get a bunch of picks for Kevin Durant. So if they and now they've with the picks that they've assembled, perhaps if they can roll those up into something, they could end up being more competitive over the next few years. Those yeah. guys never actually all played together all that long. No, no, no. They played Harden, Durant, and Kyrie Irving played a total, a grand total of sixteen games together. Sixteen. They took the floor at the same time. That's incredible. That's absurd. Yeah, yeah. not even a quarter of one NBA season. Yes, correct. My God, Isn't that wild. That's crazy. Yep. Not even a fifth. Yeah. Less than 20%. Yep. Or as Ursay would say, yeah, they, they, as less far, than one one millionth of, num- of an NBA season. As far as the number of games they play. In the upper quartile of winners were in the top quartile of that upper quartile. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. He's in the top quartile of the top quartile of not playing games. What do you think the appetite is for NBA fans for what's going on with guys that just go, you know what, I want up and out of here and here's where I want to go. 
and they, you know, Kevin Kevin Durant wanted to go to one place, Phoenix. He gets to go to Phoenix. You know, I think there's a huge generation gap. Probably, yeah, I agree. You know, we've talked before about how kids today seem to increasingly be fans of individual players more so than fans. My nephew is that way. I think my nephew has like three favorite teams, and a lot of it's based on just which players he likes. You know. I got him a I got him a Bucks jacket for uh, <laughs> for uh, for Christmas, but it was like one of uh, three different teams I could have gotten. For. Okay, he's a Giannis guy. I, I take yeah, he yeah. loves Giannis. Yeah. yeah, loves Giannis. Yeah, it was funny. I, I did a, an appearance recently with uh, at Suitmart with Marcus Sasser, the star player for yeah. University of Houston. He was doing an autograph, an NIL autograph signing there. So he and I got chatting for a little bit, and yeah, like. I asked him the boomer question. So who's your squad? Who's your team? Right? He's like, whatever team LeBron's on. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever team LeBron's on. And, and so he's he's right in that sweet spot that you're talking about. You know, he's a, he's in his early 20s, and he's obviously grown up a huge basketball fan. That's um, which I, that's just a, I guess I, like I have no I, I don't have like a hot take about it because that's just the way things work over time. I don't think it forecasts doom for America or anything. But yeah, I think. It's probably not great for the league. I don't think that that's necessary. But you don't – that doesn't drive attendance. No. If your favorite player is some guy that, you know, plays halfway across the country or anything, and you only, you only go to NBA games when he shows up to town, I would imagine the NBA is probably not super stoked about all this movement. It makes it hard for the team to connect to the city, you know, I, I think. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and it's not just basketball, but it's, I think it's felt most acutely in basketball because I do feel like the – the ring chasing and the star maneuvering and things like that has been going on longer in basketball than the other sports. Yeah. Football is just now sort of arriving at that the last few years where the stars are, the quarterbacks particularly have become very fluid. Doesn't matter how good you are, there's a chance you could agitate your way out of a situation if you want to. Um, but with, with basketball, it's just that guy leaves and the entire fortunes of your team change. Or you're the it's entire. It's all or nothing. It's all or nothing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like they, you know, the. Kevin Durant's gone. Okay, well, Brooklyn might be in the lottery now. I'll give you the upside of that, Sean, which, with our local circumstance, just with, with D'Amico. And, you know, we've talked about this before. We're not the first to say this, but um, actually, maybe I was the first to say this. I'll take credit. Okay. Uh, professional league coaches are mercenaries, and it is exceedingly rare that you get one who's excited about going to his team for anything other than like strategic or professional purposes. Mm-hmm. The fact that D'Amico Ryans had an emotional desire to come back and coach this team is rare. And, and that, I think maybe in this environment where especially now players are more mercenary than ever, especially star players, that I think that does mean something. That's where... I don't think people outside of Houston or even some, you know, haters inside of Houston could really understand exactly the impact of that, especially on a team like the Texans. Which Where they is, were, yeah. Yeah, they've had some rough PR shots over the last few years. Yes. And it's I, I think that, that that does mean something. Now ultimately you gotta win football games, obviously. To be fair. They, if the Texans suck for the next three years, uh, D'Amico's emotional commitment ties to the city aren't going to mean squat. Yeah. So it's a it's a combo deal. But yeah, I think that that's that's why it was such a coup in so many ways. You went from people just flat out writing in print that D'Amico didn't want to come here for some reason to all of a sudden, like they weren't even supposing that D'Amico didn't want to come here. They were flat out saying, no, D'Amico doesn't want to come here. 
to finding out that, oh, wait a second. No, this is the only place he wanted to come? Holy crap. Right. Like, that's a pretty big swing in emotions. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, the first thing you were saying there that he didn't want to come here, it had to be a lie. Like, that, that was just like, right. it was a lie. Like, it, was, it was false. Yeah. People are just like claiming to be sources and just saying like, oh, no, he doesn't want to go there. Yep. Like, oh, okay. You're, so you're lying. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's shady Can't stuff. Can't wait for you man. to be a source on something else. Yep. It's shady stuff. Um, text message, trailer, wheel and frame text page. Uh, the, let's see, 5080. Thank you. Uh, as much as I love draft talk, all of this is just going to piss me off more and more that we won the last game of the year. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad. Thank you. Thank you, listener. Because... <laughs> You're right. When I start seeing articles about will the Texans try to – will they compete with the Colts to trade up for number one overall, now it's when I feel the sting. At the time, I was yeah. philosophic about it. I was like, ah, oh, whatever. Bah. But Poacher. now when I start seeing stuff like that, yeah, that is that is hard. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's hard. I don't I don't know what to say. That was, that was the – hopefully the last little sprig of the Texans being damned no matter what they did. Because, I mean, what? Okay, think about the alternative. Like, would you prefer that a story came out that said that Cal McNair specifically told Lovey Smith to lose, and then after they after they lost, Lovey Smith got fired and right. Nico Ryan's got hired? Like, it, as as by the way, the Texans are part of a lawsuit in which Brian Flores alleges that the Dolphins told him to lose. Like one of Brian Flores's complaints in a lawsuit in which the Texans are also named, is that the Dolphins told Brian Flores to lose. So is what you preferred, would you have preferred for the Texans to just go ahead and add on to the slew of crap that people were saying about him that, yeah, he told their black coach to lose and then fired him after he lost that game? That night. That's not what you would have preferred. That night. Yeah. I mean, practically, that, practically yeah, on the tarmac. What, that is not what you have preferred. Just trust oh. me on that. But having said all of that, the sting is, yeah, there's no possible way. I can't. I can't. I can't stomach them like competing to trade up to number one overall yeah. when it was one potentially one play within their grasp. I, yeah. I don't. I don't. To to the point you and I made earlier in the show. I don't think it's going to be as bad as we think. Like I don't. I, yeah. I I I talked myself into it being a smaller possibility than people think it is. Yeah. This is the whole thing too. I, people got to now that the emotions aren't as hot. People got to step back and remember. There is such a thing as overtime in the NFL. People are acting like Lovey Smith in that oh, one moment two point was conversion. deciding to stick yeah. the league. Look, this is a t- you're gonna tell me that Texans offense all year? Right. Like what you really thought was, well, that, certainly they're gonna score this two point no, conversion. That was more of a tank <laughs> than the extra point yes. kick would have been. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like uh, oh yes, yeah, sir. Well the Texans, of course. Everybody knows the Texans are gonna convert this two point conversion. What? Like uh, they've been trying to win the game for fifty nine Dan minutes. Yes. Ten minutes. They had they had a healthy lead for one portion. Right. Um, it was just, yeah, it was, it was just random chance and luck. We all know the magician. Lovey wanted it to be over is what he wanted. We all know the magician <laughs> that has those great two-point plays in his back pocket, and his name is the Pepster, Pep Hamilton. Yes. He's got those yeah. great plays, yes. Bow and arrow emoji. All right. Um, Payne and Pendergast <laughs> with you on a, uh, on a Thursday. Um, the hottest Super Bowl take about the quarterbacks in this game. We've got it for you next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 